0: Well, good morning. It's good to see your faces. Those of you that are joining us online, thank you for welcoming us into your home. As you came in today, you would have gotten a bulletin so you can follow along with us in the outline. And as I try to say as many weeks as I can remember it, if, if you're new or you're our guest, you know, you haven't have been here in a while, we'd love to get to know you. You can fill out this portion, fill that out, drop it in the offering plate as you leave today. Also, if there's any prayer requests, anything we can be doing uh to pray with you. um, Fill that out. Drop that off. And know that you'll be being prayed for. And you'll see today that we are going to continue in our series about the one another's. Uh, Just in case, you know, it's it's a week or two, maybe since you've been here, we're in a series called the one another's. The Bible talks a lot about one another's. We talked about encouraging and edifying. Last week, we talked about loving one another. Today, I want to talk to you about connecting with one another. Now, here's why I want to do this. Uh, Number one, it's in the Bible okay? And it's important for us to take all of the Word of God, not just bits and pieces. And we're going to learn about connecting, but it's about connecting with God and connecting with others. But I also want to use this, this opportunity or this week to talk to you about membership. Many times, you know, you fill out the cards that I, I was talking in the bulletin, and on the back, you know, it says, I'm interested in church membership. And, and maybe you filled checked that box and thought, I haven't heard anything lately. I want to let you know that We're going to be doing a membership Sunday in the month of March, March 19, excuse me, March 19. But on March 12th, we'll be a Connects class, okay? So if you're interested in church membership, on March 12th, after church, we'll get together and I'm going to take some time for those of you that are considering membership to talk to you about where this church came from, where it's at now, where we're going, what Foursquare is, and, uh, and, and I'm going to ask you to sign up for it. Okay, the reason I'm asking you to sign up is because since it's right after church, we want to have a little something because I know I don't want hangry members, okay? Uh, So we're going to provide something. I don't know what we're going to provide, but we're going to provide something. So that's why I'm asking you to sign up. Now you can't do that yet, but in the next day or two on the website and on the app, we're going to put church member or connect or you'll click here and you'll be able to to sign up. If you're a member and you just want to come to hear it or you've never heard it, then join us. If you're, if you're interested in membership, but you're not quite sure, join us. You can come to the class, listen to it, and not become a member. It's, it's, it's not a problem. You can, you can not do any of that, and you're, you're welcome here, but there's, there's a value to becoming a member, which is what I want to talk to you about today. So this message isn't just about, well, you know what, I'm going to throw in there connecting with one another so we can get us some church members. Uh, I want you to become members of the body of Christ. Whether it's this church, another church, you need to go where the Lord has planted you, and you need to be useful in that church. You know what I mean by that, okay? I, I A contributing member, and, and and I'm not talking about oh, uh-oh, he's going to work us like a dog. No, you know, you guys know me. I I want us to go along on this journey together, and so why should I become a member? Well, it's about connection, and this is why I want to talk about this because this is going to apply okay yes for you know why become a member of the church but I'm going to talk about the importance of connecting with one another whether that's in your marriage your friendships classmates at school your supervisor whatever that is as sons and daughters of the most high God you and I are called to connect with him and out of that relationship connect with others but what I see too many times and too often in this world is is We are trying to connect with anybody and everybody in illegitimate ways without connecting to Christ, and Christ is the only one that's going to fill that void. So let's take some time and talk about this, because connectivity is not an issue, really. Uh, Think of the ways that we network today, okay? How many of you guys have cell phones, you know? I think everyone has a cell phone. Uh, We all do. We don't have problems connecting, getting on the internet, watching YouTube and TikTok and Snapchat and all these other different social platforms, and there's nothing wrong with them. I'm not here today to get on a soapbox and talk about social media. I'm just saying that it's all out there. uh, Okay, I'm going to date myself. When I was a kid, right, there was no cell phones. I actually had to write a letter and mail it, and then I had to wait hopefully, for somebody to respond. I remember a girl I liked when I was like 13, and then, and I'd write her a letter, a handwritten letter, and I'd send it to her somewhere in Kiwani or something like that, and just hope and pray she'd, she'd mail me back. Because if she did, that was true love, baby, right there. Because she not only read it, she took time to write it and take it to the post office. I was worth a stamp, right? And some of us today are wondering, are we worth a stamp? Are we valuable to God? Well, the way you find that out is, is through connection. And so back then it was, you know, we, we call it now snail mail, right? Uh, but back then it was just mail. It was that that's, that's all you had. Technology has come so far that we can connect in so many ways. And my question today is, is if technology has come so far and enabled us to connect in so many ways, why is it we feel more distant from God and others? Have you thought of that at all? I mean, is, is it just me? I, I think the, the, the more videos I have to watch, the more things I can Google and and YouTube, it's om, almost as if, and I'm, I'm not saying I'm saying this or anybody else is, but it's almost as if I don't need God as much because I can Google it, right? And, and But the reality is, is you and I were wired for connectivity. You and I were wired for relationships. And so there is a great need, and there's nothing you can do to change that. That's that. God created us. He's the one that wired that within us. And I know some of you here have a higher need for connectivity and relationship and connecting with people and then there's other people who don't don't have as great of a need you know but no matter how high or how low that that need is there's still that need there's that desire to want to connect you know we've got everything from iPads to iPhones to iPods to iTunes to you know uh, I'm nuts you know we've got everything coming out of our ears Technology-wise, social media dominates, but yet somehow, way, we feel more distant, or we could feel more distant from God. It's not about the technology, it's about who are you connecting with overall. Um, in the book of Corinthians, chapter 12, this, this issue of connecting was so important that Paul took a time to write a whole chapter in chapter 12 to talk about the importance of connecting, and he uses the analogy of a body. He says, I want my, he's basically saying this, I want my people to know that they are the body of Christ, they are important, they are not the whole body, but they are a part of it. So I, he, he Paul says, I'm gonna use the analogy of the physical body to demonstrate the importance of the spiritual body that you and I are supposed to be. So Corinthians 12, 1 Corinthians 12 is the most comprehensive text on the importance of connecting uh, both with others and with God. They're both so very important. Uh, I can summarize, or I'm going to summarize all of it in one verse, and it comes down to verse 27. I'm going to read through chapter 12 as we go, but it can be summarized down to this in verse 27. You and I, it says, you are now the body of Christ and individually members of it. Let's read that once together. You ready? Go. Now, you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. You are a part of the body of Christ, but you are not the body of Christ. You're a member of the body, but keep in mind, you're an important member of the body of Christ. You are, are necessary and valuable, as we'll see here in just a moment. And we'll break down this concept of, of connecting, because when we talk about connecting um, as I said, God uses uh, something we can all identify with, and that's a body. Um, we all have a physical body that, that, that is there. The, the, the body, though, does whatever the head says. Isn't that true? Um, I'm walking right now. You know why? Because my toe wants to? No, it's because my head told my body to start walking. And because my head said to start walking, my feet started to move. But it started here. My body's only doing what it is that my mind, my brain has told it to do. When my arm goes up in the air and I raise my arm, my arm went up because my brain, my mind said, raise your hand. If you at any time or any point in your life walk around and you realize your arm's up and you didn't know about it and you go, what's that doing up there? That's a problem. And that's when we seek out medical help. Isn't it true? All of a sudden, you know, you start to walk and then that leg doesn't start to walk and you're like, something's not right here. I don't know what... You can't see what's going on. Something in the body isn't functioning. And when when a part of the body doesn't function properly, it affects the whole body. It affects the whole body. So here's what Paul's saying. He says, when it comes to your spiritual walk, when you are not walking correctly or the the, the giftings you have or your, your, your connectivity isn't happening, the body pays the price and we all want the blessings of functioning well. We just sometimes don't want to do the work. And scripture is clear that Jesus, uh, scripture is clear that Jesus is the head <clears throat> head of the church. Do we agree on that? Okay. Um, he is the head of the church. You and I are members. We are the body of Christ. Correct? Okay. So if the head tells the body what to do, then it's Jesus is telling us what it is that we should do. And when we are functioning correctly. We will, in obeying God, we will experience the flow of life. But when we are acting independently, apart from the body of Christ, not doing what the head or Jesus Christ says, why is it that we're surprised that things aren't working out well? You know, when we're detached from the body of Christ, why is it that we're surprised? My body, it's responsive to my brain, and when the brain says do one thing and the body does another, then something something is is off and so jesus christ is the head the 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 body is the church you and me and we are individual members of that and implemented on behalf of the body that dictates or pulls off the things that the head says to do so as the body of christ you and i are are supposed to focus on connecting with jesus jesus what do you have to say to me what is it that you want to speak into my life Lord, what should I do? Should I go to the left or to the right? Should I go up or down? You know, whatever decisions you got to make. You connect with Christ. You hear with him. And then you start learning to connect. And this is where the challenge comes in, connecting with others. Because if you're not connecting with Christ, what in the world are you going to give to others? You're going to give them your opinions. You're going to give them your thoughts. You're going to give them your, you know, what you think. You're going to give them a piece of your mind. Be careful. You might not have too many pieces left, right? you go giving that one away. But when you connect with Christ, now you have life that you can give. Just by encouraging somebody. You don't have to be some spiritual giant. Uh, Let me tell you this. A spiritual giant is one who hears God and then does what God says. That means when somebody crosses your path and you know they need an encouraging word and you go do it because you felt the Holy Spirit speak to you, you're a spiritual giant. Because giants are ones that, that hear God and then do something with what it is that they heard. So he says, That you and I are the body of Christ. When he speaks of members, by the way, of being a a member of the body of Christ, he's speaking on a particular people or about a particular people, having a particular attachment to a particular body for a particular purpose. There's a reason that we we exist. So what does it mean to be a member of this church or of any church? This applies to any church. So I I tried to write as best as I could a definition of what a member is when he talks about it biblically, and it's this. A definition of a member is the decision to be identified and functionally involved with a body of Christians who are learning together to live under the lordship of Jesus Christ. That's what it means to be a member, not just membership Sunday for Cotod, not just membership for uh, XYZ Church or ABC Church. No, it means member of the body of Christ, the church, the big church, that we are the church. We become a member of the body of Christ when we decide to get involved with what it is that God is doing, and we're willing to submit to whatever it is that God says. How many of you know that God doesn't always tell you things that you want to hear? You ever experienced that yet? Sometimes you say, I want to go left, and he says, no, go right. Well, I want to go up, and he says, nope, go down. It, it, that's not the way it's going to be. And we don't always like what he has to say, but we, we trust that he sees the bigger picture. Mem- being a member of the body means sitting under the lordship of Jesus Christ. Being a member doesn't mean that you just join a church, you come, you sit, you soak, and you sour. It means that you, you, you take what it is that the Holy Spirit speaks. It means being identified and functionally involved. And when I say functionally involved, I'm not setting you up this is not a trap where he's, get, he's trying to get us to work more. He's trying to get me to serve in Sunday school. He's trying to get me to be an usher. He's trying to get me on a camera. I'm not trying to do any of that. I want you to want to do that because you understand who you are in Christ Jesus. And whatever it is you like to do, then let's, let's get you plugged in. Let's get you connected in a right way. That's what, it's, that's what it's all about. But you see, when you're functioning where your giftings are at and the Holy Spirit speaks to you, Then you're operating as the body of Christ. But when you disconnect from the body of Christ, it doesn't work, does it? Let me put it to you this way. Let's say I chop off my hand. I'm not going to, but let's say I chop off my hand and I set it over here in the corner of the stage. Is that hand going to benefit me at all at this point? Yes or no? No. Okay. Am I going to have any benefits of my hand being over there rather than on on my body? Yes or no? No. But we're in the same building We're under the same roof, we're in the same vicinity, but it's not benefiting me because it's not connected. The moment you disconnect any part of your body from what the body has been designed to be, life flow stops happening. Life flow. And and, and that's the way it is when he talks about the church as a whole, spiritually. That when we disconnect from Christ, it limits the flow or the work of the Holy Spirit in our life. But you see, many times we say, but, Oh, come on. I don't want to do sometimes the work, or I don't want to. How, how many of you guys here would like insure, the benefits of an insurance company without having to pay the premiums? Anybody? Anybody? Well, we'd all raise our hands on that one. You'd be a fool to not want that. It, but that doesn't exist. And when it comes to being a member of the body of Christ, all he's saying is this. Uh, you've already been bought with the blood of Jesus. It's already been paid for. All I'm asking you to do is be a functioning member of the body of Christ, connected in such a way so you can experience all that God has already paid for and can now be a blessing to one another. Uh, Just being in the vicinity of Jesus, um, because you showed up for church, doesn't mean that you're benefiting from Jesus if you're disconnected from life. Now, I know that might have been a little bit like Are you saying I don't have to come to church? No, 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 I I want you to come to church. But I want it so that you can experience the the body of Christ relationship, this environment where we together are being the body of Christ. That's why it says in verse 7 um, of 1 Corinthians 12, and I told you I'd read it, and, and I will, we'll get to it, but it says, to each is given, each of us, the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Each of us have been given a manifestation, a gifting, if you will, a way to connect, a a, a purpose, a plan, a, a value for the common good. So that as we come together, the spirit is like the blood flowing through the body and the nerves of the body. He transfers God's life to the various parts of the body. But if my hand is cut off from my arm and sitting over there, it does absolutely no good. So that's why the vertical relationship is so tied to loving one another. So joining church is more than just having your name on a roster or some kind of a roll call. Joining a chur- church uh, means becoming a part of a functioning body. It means saying, I, I, this is where God has placed me for this moment, this season in time, for this particular reason. And even if you can't define it clearly, um, you just know that God has placed you here for such a time as this, then you, you live life out of that. You connect with that until God says the next season has come. And when you do that, you'll experience the flow of life. So I'm going to give you five things that come right out of the Bible here about learning to connect with one another. What does it mean to connect with one another? Not just joining a church. It's about connecting in my marriage so that we're not just, hey, it's husband and wife, and we know how to, we know how to get along and live life. No, it's about connecting on a different level, a different level of intimacy. And intimacy is not just about a physical thing. Intimacy is about having a relationship that there's a depth and a level of care and love and concern that that goes beyond any other kind of relationship. That same kind of intimacy God wants to have with you and me. And that comes when we learn to connect with him and then connect with others, connect with one another. So learning to connect means a few things. Number one is this, write this down. The body of Christ, first of all, this is start-off simple, consists of many different members. Look around you, take a look. Is there anybody here that looks just like you? No, nope. everybody's different. Anybody here, you know, you got the same name. Well, you, yeah, yeah, I know there's like three or four people that have the same name. Okay, but, but are they wearing the same clothes? Do they think the way that you think? No, everybody's, everybody's created differently. And, and, and that, that's the way it is in the body of Christ, too, when it comes to the giftings that God gives. Everybody's different. Everybody's unique. The body of Christ consists of, of many, many different members. Having laid this out, he says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12, For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews, Greeks, slaves, slave or free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. So he's saying... There's a lot of different members of the body, but we're all one when it comes to Christ. Or at least that's what we should be. We should all be one. Uh, You you know, I don't have, I've got got two hands and they're right here. I don't have hands down here. I don't have hands sprouting out of my head. I have these two hands right here. I have two different feet. I have two eyes. I have two ears. They're all different, but this is one body. When it comes to relationships, we're going to find that there's different people out there. But just because they're different than you doesn't mean that they're wrong. Just because they're different than you doesn't mean that they're not valuable, because we all make up the body of Christ. So the body of Christ consists of many different members. There's different people here today, and you and I, we, we make up the expression of the body of Christ, particularly here at Church of the Open Door in Clinton, Iowa. We make up the the body of of Christ. It's made up, the church is, of all of these different members, and these, these members are to connect with each other. And... Seek connection with Christ so that the body the full expression of god's life can be experienced in us and through us if you have a if you have a <clears throat> detached body part that's the reason a lot of people will um, go to church but they'll never join they'll never become a member because they want the benefits that I talked about without the attachment they I want the benefits of what God has I just don 't want to give what it is that god's calling me to to give. Let me tell you something. I wanted that too. I'd love it if God would just bless me and I didn't ever have to ask him or even think about it. And the truth is, is he's already doing that and I'm not even aware. He just simply wants me to thank him for it. But he says, but when you say, I want to connect in a way that deepens my relationship with you and with others, then we start to learn together that there are many different people around. Uh, A lot of different hair colors, different makeup, different clothing. We're all different, but we make up the body of Christ. And then it leads to something a little deeper. Number two, every member of the body of Christ has a part to play. We all have a part to play. Um, Verse 15 says, if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, well, that, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not the eye, I don't belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. In other words, if a part of the physical body said, I don't want to be a part of the body, I'm not into this. Well, you've created a problem for both both uh, you and me if you don't want to be a part of the body. Because if I've got an eyeball and I can't look through it, you know what it does? It limits my vision. If I can't see through my eye, I can still see through this one, but 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 the, the peripheral vision is limited now. I can't see as much as I once saw because the eye said, I don't want to work, I don't want to commit, I don't want to connect it limits you. If you have other parts of your body that start to shut down, and isn't it true, the older we get, the more we start seeing things slow down, shut down. We get that in, in, in our minds. You know, the other day, we, we drove uh, to Decatur. Um, Pastor Lisa spoke at a conference, and on the way back, I mean, I, I drove. I was, I was like, you know, driving Miss Daisy kind of a thing, you know. Yes, ma'am, wherever you want to go. I told her all weekend, I was her eye candy, okay? That was my job. And, uh, Um, I just drove around, but we drove in the car for three hours, and I was feeling fine until I went to stand up, and I went, oh, oh, man, my back is killing me, and I was aware that uh, I'm not the spring chicken I once was. I'm not old old either, in Jesus' name. and. But as we get older, we start experiencing things that don't want to work. He's talking about as the body of Christ, not about necessarily people that are getting older don't want to work. He's talking about people that are refusing to. I don't, I, don't, I don't want to be the eye. I don't want to be the ear. I don't want to do this. I don't want to play that part. And what it does is it limits the functionality of the body of Christ. You need to know that there are many different members of the body of Christ, but know this, every member of the body of Christ has a part to play. Uh, you, you and I, we all have a part to play. And when we understand that and start living life or swinging, you know, at life through that lens, then we start seeing what God wants to do, the, 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 the new vision that we can have. But he says, I want to know this, because uh, he's saying, in other words, he's saying, you're taking up space, but are you benefiting the space that you're taking up? Are you letting God use you? to serve him and others, or are you just here? That's what he wants to know, because being here is good. Being here is great, but are we functioning in the place that we've been placed because we have a part to play? Well, how do you know that, pastor? How do you not know if God just designed me and created me to to eat bonbons and watch TV? Because I've tried it, first of all. (laughs) Maybe not the bonbons, but, uh, but I also know this. His word says that you and I have been fearfully and wonderfully made. It says that he has a plan and a purpose. It says that we are a part of the body of Christ. He didn't create us to just exist. He created us because he has a a plan. And as as a member of the body of Christ, you and I have a part to play. Number three, when you understand that, then you discover something that's kind of stings a little, but here's number three, it's not all about you. When you discover you're a part of the body of Christ, And you discover that you are a functioning part of the body of christ one of the things you sometimes sometimes have to rein in is you're not all of that okay you're a part of the body of christ you're not the body of christ you're a part of the body of christ the bible says in verse 17 if the whole body were an eye where would the sense of hearing be if the whole body was an ear where would be the sense of smell But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose. He chose this, folks. He said, this is the giftings I give you. Here's here's how I want you to live life. So if you want to live life from the sweet spot, find out where your giftings are. Uh, We're going to be in the next couple of months. We'll start with membership. I already told you that. Um, And and we'll give you more information. And then after you get placed and feel like, okay, I'm now committed, and uh, we're going to, the next month, we're going to, we're going to give you an opportunity to discover your spiritual gifts. What are your spiritual gifts? You all have some. When you discover that you have value, just be careful because it's not all about you. Using God's illustration, He says this. Um, he says, "Let's say that you're an eye. Praise God, you're an eye. Okay, uh, an eyeball, not letter I, but eyeball. Okay, that's that's the part that you play. I'm the eyeball in the body of Christ. Okay." Uh, Apparently, maybe I I think maybe I'm the mouth or part of the mouth of Christ, let's say. I thank God that He's using my giftings because as a teenager, I never thought He he could, would. I don't even think He should. But yet, somehow, God redeemed that and starts to use that. But it doesn't mean that it's all about me. I'm just a part of the body of Christ. I need people around me, and one of those people is my wife. The other people are our council members, the other people are our, our spiritual leaders that we allow to speak into our life. I need those people in my life so I can be the best mouth I can be. That maybe sounded stupid, but you get my point. So my giftings rise to the surface. But it's not all about me. It's not all about me. It's all about Jesus. And as I work in cooperation with the giftings that God has given me, He is glorified. His kingdom comes. His will is done. Not mine. And I'm going to be honest with you, sometimes I don't like that. I want it to be about my kingdom. I want my will to come. I want my will to be done, but I'm just a mouth, and if I'm not careful, I can get in the way of that blessing. It it ain't all about me, and I have to remind myself of that, sometimes daily, sometimes five times daily. I hate to admit it, but the sooner we get to that and become self-aware of the fact that that that's the way we're wired. The quicker we can get back into the presence of god and i can be the best mouth god wants me to be you can be the best eyeball god wants you to be you can be the best earlobe god wants you to be i don't know i'm making up stuff now here but you get my point we are all necessary we uh, we have a part to play but it's not all about you it's not all about me it's about the kingdom of god and when that functions properly we all work together we all work together to to honor the lord have you ever banged your toe stubbed your toe driven a nail through your thumb uh anything like that it, you would think it's this, it's just the thumb it's just the toe but how many of you know that when you hurt one of them little ba- babies it affects the whole body I was walking through the basement my son did this too so I I found it kind of funny but uh we both broke our pinky toes it was about the same time I think I was walking through the basement there was a suitcase a wheel was sticking out I was barefoot and my little pinky toe caught that and snapped off to the side Now, I didn't just look at it and say, deal with it, pinky. Not my problem. I refuse to feel the pain. You don't do that, do you? No, I went, ah! And I grabbed my foot, and that pinky toe that was sticking on I grabbed it, and I squeezed it shut, and I'm like, ah, ah, what do I do? I mean, heart rate went up, body temperature started to rise, and because the body was functioning correctly, my little toe went, hey, I need help down here. And I grabbed my foot. And then I let go, and bing, that toe would pop out. Oh, that's not good. And bing, and it pop out. That's not right. My body immediately screamed and notified. My brain sent out text messages like that, just in, in mass quantity and said, left foot, go up in the air. Left foot, go down and grab your foot. Right leg, get ready. You're going to have to take a lot of pressure. Uh, mouth, let your neighbors know, everyone, you know, in the vicinity that you're hurting. Bladder, don't fail me now. You know, <laughs> your, your, your body is just functioning like that, right? You don't think about it but it just happens boom because the body's functioning but when the body's not you're aware of it because things don't work right they don't work right and when you hurt yourself even in the most minute way when the body is functioning correctly it will compensate for the other areas that are not currently functioning well okay I get that what does that mean for the body of Christ we are the church amen Okay, now the church, what does that mean? We are members, the body of Christ. Christ is the head, we are the body. That means when you come here, and maybe you're here today, and you've spiritually broken your pinky toe, toe, you're, you're in pain. You're experiencing brokenness. It's the body right here that's supposed to come alongside and work in sync with you to help you with what's going on with you. Not take responsibility for you. Not do the work for you. Not just to pacify you and give you golf claps but to embrace you in such a way that the body becomes better so that God is glorified, but you still have to do your part. You still have to do your part. Does that make sense? That's the body of Christ. We're all valuable. We have an important part to play, but it's not all about us. And then number four, write down every member of the body of Christ must, must, big must, right? Big, you know, huge letters. Must be viewed as valuable. You must Start seeing yourself as valuable to Jesus Christ, because when you don't, that's when you start talking yourself down off the you know you start saying I'm not important I'm not I'm not valuable How could God use me because I want to do this But that's why we want to help you discover your spiritual giftings. Wanting something, you know, there's a lot of things I want that God said no to. But I found out when I just rein those in and come before God and say God, what do you have for me? He's always provided. Uh, You and I. You've got to start seeing yourself as valuable. Well, how can I do that? How, where, where, where do I even start? Start at the cross. <laughs> a God you didn't know before you were born loved you so much. Father God sent his son to die for you. You're va- why would he do that? Because you're valuable. Well, I grew up in a home and my family, I never felt valuable. And I'm sorry if that happened. I'm sorry if that's the case. I'm sorry if you think that's true. But it is not. You are valuable. You are important to God. I am important to God. Say that with me i am important to god one more time now pretend like you mean it i am important to god it kind of feels good doesn't it one more time i am important to god now, i don't know if you guys noticed but each time you got a little louder why is that because we don't believe it at first and then we do it the second time because the pastor's not going to let this go and then we do it the third time and then we go maybe i am valuable and part of you just kind of goes huh. and you just you feel that right that's the Spirit of God. He says, you are valuable. You are important. And you must see yourself through the eyes of Christ. Because when I look at the life of Jim through the eyes of Jim, I'm saddened. No, I'm, I'm, I'm a, that's not a pity party. That's not me making some kind of a depressive comment, okay? I'm saying that when I look at what I can do and what I can't, I'm like, oh, man, I'm never going to to anything. I'll never do this. I'll never do that. If you have that kind of a language in your life, you've got to change your language. You've got to change your vocabulary. Because when God looks at you, he says, you can do all things through what? Christ, who strengthens you. Christ has already said you can do it. How can I do that? When you start seeing yourself as valuable. Well, pastor, I don't play an important role, I don't think. I mean, I'm not on stage like you. Well, you know what? There's days where I wish I wasn't, okay? But you're important. You're needed. You're necessary, Some people will be more visible than others, but we're all necessary. I was at Fairway the other day, and um, I was at the meat counter. Uh, It's not really grilling weather, but I think all year long is grilling weather, to be honest with you. Um, So I went to go buy some pork chops because they were on sale, another indicator I'm becoming older, I'm starting to look for the deals in the meat section, right? And um, I'm waiting in line, there's a couple other ladies over there, and it was my turn, and so I said, yeah. I said, I'll take five of the pork chops. They're a buck each, right? Yep, okay, well, give me ten then. I'll take ten of them. And as soon as I said that, the lady, her head snapped up, and she goes, are you the pastor? Now, how many of you know that when people do that, you go, maybe? <laughs> I didn't say that out loud, but I was thinking it. But, you know, she was older. I thought, if she doesn't like me, I can take her, right? You know? <laughs> she says, are you the pastor? And I said, Yes who are you? And she said, oh, she goes, uh, I listen to you on the radio every week. And she said, you ordered some pork chops, and I recognize that voice like that. Now, some people think, oh, that would be cool. To me, I was like, it's kind of creepy, you know. <laughs> you don't even know what I look like, but you heard my voice, you know. and and uh, But you know, I'm not calling her creepy. Make sure you hear that. Sometimes those that are more visible don't want to be as visible, and those that are they feel invisible, wish they were more visible. Can I tell you, when you function where God has placed you, you're going to get every need that you need met, because Jesus is our provider. He's the one that provides for us. He's the one that takes care of us. And and you might say, I feel more like, I'm I'm, I'm more, pastor, I'm more of a behind-the-scenes person. Do you know that, how how valuable you are? Uh, there, There are people teaching our children right now about Jesus. They're singing songs, they're learning lessons, they're changing diapers. We're probably feeding them sugar too, I don't know. You're welcome. And, but those people are over there singing. Invisible, you don't see them. But they're serving. And they are necessary because without them we can't have this. We have people that serve in the sound booth back there. Sometimes you kind of see their, you know, from the neck up you can identify them because they've got computers and sound boards. But, but they've been serving every week faithfully. They were invisible until I just pointed them out. But without them, you're not hearing me the way that you're hearing me. You're not seeing that up there, you know, and having the lights and all that. They're, they're watching. They're, they're necessary, important, and valuable for furthering the kingdom of God. Our worship team let us in the... You don't want me leading you in worship. You don't want me playing those drums or the guitar. I can sing. I can't sing good, but I can sing. But you don't want me leading worship. But we have people that, well, they're visible in leading us into the presence. We're all necessary. But know this, without the people that are behind the scenes, those who are on the scene or visible... Isn't happening. It isn't happening. We've got ushers. We've got greeters. We've got people that are taking care of stuff throughout the week. How many of you can identify, and I'm not asking you to, I'm just asking you to think in your head. How many of you can identify who's on the prayer team? I know you guys just went, we have a prayer team? (laughs) Yes, we have a prayer team. And they're not visible or platformed or something, but how many of you know they're necessary? Highly, highly necessary they are playing their parts that's their gifting where they want to be manna ministries helping people with the funerals um communion people that set up during the week the list goes on and on there is a value that you have in the kingdom and in the body of christ but you must play your part <coughs> excuse me you must play your part and don't try to play somebody else there's no big eyes and little use in the kingdom of god we're all children of of god And what you do or do not do affects the body. Have you ever before uh, ripped your fingernail in a wrong way? Like deep? And, you know, I'm a nail biter, so I shouldn't do it. People have been telling me that all my life, but I still bite my nails. Uh, I'll bite on the corner, I'll get a hold of it, and then I'll just kind of tear it across. 90% of the time that works, you know? But then there's the 10% where I start to pull it, and it goes deep within the nail. Has anyone ever done that? You know how painful that is? There's so many nerves in there. And you would think the smallest, one of the smallest parts of your body wouldn't be that big a deal. But I tell you what, when I rip my nail like that, my whole body feels it. And it starts shouting at me and screaming at me. And I'll go to the bathroom sometimes, and I'll get out the clippers, and I'll be like, oh, man, that thing is deep. And I'll clip it as much as I can. But even the clippers, if I get too close, it hurts. I have to get Lisa's, uh, I called it a grinder the first service, Uh, a file, a nail file. I have to get that thing out because if it snags on your clothes, you're like, oh, you know, your whole body knows. And I'll file that thing down. Who would have thought? That the, one of the smallest parts of your body, if it gets out of joint, can affect the whole body. Well, Jesus knew that. Well, how do you know that? Well, first of all, he created us when we're talking about the physical body. But he's saying the same thing for the church. When even the smallest member gets out of joint, it affects the whole body. He says, I want you to fu- function out of the sweet spot of your life, loving God and loving others. He doesn't want us to just fake it till we make it or go out on our own and do whatever it is that we want to do. What he's asking us to do is to make sure that we become a functioning part of the body. And when life gets difficult, and I'm here to tell you today, church, life is difficult. Okay? Well, I thought if I was going to be a Christian, and I thought if I, this whole, you really, you know, pepped me up and made me feel good about being a member of the body of Christ. Now you're telling me that I'm still going to have difficulties? Yep. But not because I said it. The Word of God says it. Yeah, and I know you know that. But you keep, keep on keeping on. You don't give up because what the world's going to try to get you to do is try to numb the pain it's going to try to get you that when 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 you're trying to do everything you can for all the right reasons and things don't work out the way you think they should well then you just sometimes want to give up and throw in the towel you want to you you want to you you want to drink the pain away or you want to smoke it away or you want to uh, fill in the blank i could be there all day filling in that blank but you get my point what we're doing when we do that is numbing the pain uh, have you ever gone to the dentist and had a cavity filled and they numb your lip you know, you can't feel that thing for like six hours. I sit there and I play with my lip. Drool comes hanging down your mouth. Uh, it, it numbs the lip, so the lip can no longer function the way it was designed to. I went to the eye doctor. I, I think most of you know, I'm not a fan of, I, I'm sensitive, my eyes. I can have a conversation with Lisa. She'll be doing her makeup. You know those little pencils? I'm like, who thought of taking a pencil and jabbing it in your eyelid and doing this stuff? But... That's one of the reasons I thank God every day I'm a boy. I'm talking to her at the mirror, and she's, we're having a conversation. She pulls out that pencil, and she's, because all girls do that, right? <laughs> That's the makeup posture, you know. Either that or something seriously is going wrong. You know, oh, I was doing that, plucking this, tweaking that, whatever else it is that girls do. And um, I'll be talking to her, and before I know it, within 30 seconds, I'm, I'm squinting my eyes and I got a tear rolling down my cheek. I mean, I'm that sensitive. I cannot watch her do makeup. I can't watch anybody do makeup. It just, eyes, all that. Well, I went to the eye doctor, and he says, we got to do a glaucoma test. And I'm like, sweet, what's that? What's that? And he says, I got to put eye drops in. And I said, oh, good luck. He said, what do you mean by that? I said, I'm a nice guy. I really am. And, and I, I, I appreciate you, but I'm going to fight you on this. And I don't mean to. I really don't. And he's thinking, come on, man, I got a degree in eyeballology, right? I know all this stuff. I know how to handle these. I got this. So I laid back in that chair. You know how they got you laying back? And he comes over with that eyedropper, and it's heading for my eyeball. Anytime you're going to take an object and start jamming it towards my face, I'm going to stop it. So he comes over, and I reached up, and I grabbed his arm. <laughs> and I said, he looked at me like, Seriously? I thought you were just kind of messing with me. I said, no, I said, I'm sorry. I said, I didn't even mean to do that. It's just it's a reaction, right? And he's like, well, l- 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 let me try it again. He's like, close your eyes, and I'll count to three, and then you open up your eye. And I said, you can count to 300 if you want. I'm not going to open my eyes for you. And he's like, well, let me try it one more time. So he leans over, and I grab his arm again. But now he decides to wrestle with me. <laughs> so we got WWE SmackDown going on in this chair. <clears throat> He decides to do a Hail Mary and goes whoop and thinks maybe I can just shoot it in his eye, you know. We're getting down to this combative mode kind of thing. But he misses and hits me in the lip. Did you know that stuff makes your lip go numb? So now my lip's hanging down sideways. I'm wrestling with him in the chair. I mean, we're, we're fighting to see who's gonna win this. And finally he steps back and he goes, he goes, I'll get you next year. And I said, no, you won't. <laughs> because I cannot stand having my eyes My eyes touched. That numbness that I felt when I walked out of there, I was like, man, that thing, it it lasted longer than the dentist when I went there, and it just numbed any feeling. And I remember biting my lip that day because I couldn't feel the pain. But when that, whatever it was, wore off, oh, I was aware. Have you ever done that? Lips numb, chewed the inside of your gums, don't even realize it, and then when the Novocaine wears off, you're like, oh, man. And you bit yourself up. You see, in the body of Christ, he says, you are valuable. You are important. It's not not all about you, but you are valuable. Don't numb the pain that you experience in the world. Function within the body of Christ and let him heal you. Let him heal you. That takes me to my last point, and I'll wind it up. And that's this. When you've done that, then remember this. The goal of connecting with one another is about caring for one another. That's why we're talking about this. Um, Verse 25 says that there may be no division in the body of Christ, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. You see, it's all about caring for one another. That's the goal. Why is the one another's so important? Because one person cannot care for everybody. Only Jesus. Only He can do that. It is humanly impossible. I can care about everyone, but I cannot care for everyone. I have a part to play for the season and time which God has placed me. And if I waste my time trying to play everybody else's part, I've wasted my part as well. What's the part that you play in the body of Christ? I'm more extroverted. I'm more introverted. I like to be in the spotlight. I don't like to be in the spotlight. What about your spiritual gifts what are they uh, we're going to discover that together but the goal is is to connect so that we can learn to care because this this is a real battle folks the enemy knows this if you discover your gifts he knows that you will be unstoppable I like I like I like uh I've only been on one but I like cruises has anyone been on cruises you pay the price you show up and they do all the work We showed up. It was a Disney cruise. We took the kids when they were younger, and we walked up to the front door, and they said, What's your name? And I said, Machin. And they said, What? (laughs) Machin. Machin. Like the month of May in your chin? Machin, Got it. I'm like, Why are they asking this? And then we walked in, and all the characters were out there, and they said, Welcome, the Machin family. And all the cast members were applauding. We were like, What? I like this, my chest. That's right. Machins are in the house. (laughs) Don't you forget it, right? It felt, it felt good. And then, and then I could, here's the thing about a cruise ship. Once I paid the price, um, you got to go to different ports. You got to do your shopping. But on the, on the ship, there, were, there was like three, two maybe employees for every family that was on there. So they could wait on you hand and foot. They could serve you. Serve you. you could eat all day and all night. Do you hear that? Somebody should be saying amen right there. Right? You could eat all day. You could eat whatever you want. You could eat as much as you want. They had entertainment coming out of their ears. The service on that boat was amazing, all because of the price that was paid. And this is exactly the way the enemy wants you to continue to look at life, like it's a cruise ship. But unfortunately, I'm here to give you some bad news. Good news, bad news, right? And that's this. The life we live and what's going on here, this is not a cruise ship. We, the church, are a battleship. We are not supposed to be a cruise ship wondering about what color flowers in my drink. We shouldn't be worrying about the little umbrellas or how much food we can eat or can't eat. We should remember that we're in a battle and the battle is real because the enemy wants to take you out. And the way that you survive is by connecting with him and with others. It's a warfare that we have going on, folks. The enemy is out there and he is coming after you and you and you. And I could go through all day long doing this. And you and you. Because all he wants to do is steal, kill, and destroy. But when you play your part in the body of Christ, he cannot hold a candle to that. If you're here today and you're a finger, be a good finger. Just be the right finger, okay? If you're here today and you're a hand for the body of Christ, be the best hand you can be. If you're a foot, be the best foot that you can be. If you're an arm, be the best arm that you can be. But please know that this is not a cruise ship. It's a battleship. And we need all hands on deck. Everyone... Involved, You know, bees, um, there's certain bees that build their kingdom, their environment in the ground. I I did not know this. Let me me tell you how I know this, (laughs) because I stepped in one. We were over at a cabin over in Illinois, and I didn't realize it. And and as soon as I stepped in it, them bees came out, and they lit me up like a Christmas tree. I got bit all up my ankle and my leg. I'd never been bitten by bees before or stung by bees up to that point. So everyone's looking at me like, is he going to die? Yeah, is he allergic I, I don't know and uh i i thought you know sorry monkeys i went and got the spray and i i hosed them all down and thought there i took care of that but you know what they did they left only to about 20 feet over here build another kingdom in the same yard and they just kept moving around You see, the enemy is going to do everything, and the moment you think you finally got him underfoot, he may slip and slide here and there, but know this, he never has the victory. What God wants you to do as you discover your giftings is to understand what you're setting up. His kingdom that will come, and his will that will be done, and it will overcome anything that you will face in your life. You and I represent a kingdom with the fire of the Holy Spirit to live out the rule of God, and every member is called to play its part. That's what it means to connect in such a way to bring glory and honor to God. So my, my challenge is this. I know I, I give you challenges. I just want you to ask the Lord, am, 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 I, am I connected? Am I functioning the way I need to be? Not connected like I come to church and, and, and I, and I sit here. Are, are, you, are you connected the way he wants you to be connected? Where do you want to be connected, need to be connected? What, start thinking about what are your spiritual gifts. And if you just said, I don't even know what they are, we'll help you with that. We'll help you with that. You can find them right in the Word of God. But I want you to start thinking about that because when you get connected in such a way, when the body's functioning and it's healthy, how many of you know you, you can do, you know, like Michael Jordan, half half court, nothing but net kind of stuff. But when your body's all disjointed, you don't get that. I want you to ask Him that and watch what God will do in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, I ask today that by the power of your Holy Spirit, you would help us remember how valuable we are. Lord, we don't say that as if we're trying to uh, uh, evoke an emotion so that we can feel it. We're, We're declaring the truth from your word that we are valuable to you. So Jesus, I pray that you'd help us as we connect with you to connect to others and discover the giftings that you've given to us. In Jesus' name, amen.